Hello and welcome to the Movie Podcast Review of Fear Street Part 3, 1666. My name is Daniel, I'm one of your hosts today, and joining alongside me, we have Shabazz. Hello everybody. And Anthony. Hi everyone. We have finally reached the conclusion of the Fear Street trilogy. This review will be spoiler-free, don't worry. Uh, but before we get to our review, we're going to run through our announcements and just our general housekeeping as we always do. Because this is the movie podcast, you can catch a brand new episode every single Monday and watch out throughout the week for our review episodes just like this one and all the latest movies and series. Make sure you follow us at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd, and don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and join our Discord. Check out our show notes for all of those links and more. Uh, really quickly, some uh, announcements I want to get to. We're coming off an amazing month of interviews with some pretty incredible guests. Disney animation legend and director Tony Bancroft, voice acting uh, legend Tara Strong, uh, cinematographer Black Widow Gabriel Berstein, and Nobody's Billy McClellan. It's, it was an amazing month being able to talk to all these awesome people. So definitely check out our episodes featuring them. We actually have a giveaway that just wrapped up. So thank you to everybody who entered uh, the, our giveaway for Nobody on Blu-ray. If you are one of our lucky winners, we will be messaging you. So make sure you check out your DMs on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, we have a brand new episode out right now where we talk about cinemas reopening in Ontario. So definitely check that out. And of course, while you're there, check out all of our other amazing reviews for films like Black Widow, Roadrunner, The Tomorrow War, Zola, the other Fear Street films, and so many more. Coming soon, we will have our reviews for Space Jam A New Legacy, our Loki season finale reaction, and so much more. But today is all about Fear Street Part 3, 1666. This is directed by Lee Janiak, based on the R.L. Stein books, and it's going to be available on Netflix July 16th. That is this Friday. And I want to say thank you to our friends at Netflix for sending us this film for review. Shay, do you mind reading the synopsis for us? The origins of Sarah Fierce Curse are finally revealed as history comes full circle on a night that changes the lives of shady siders forever. <laughs> <laughs> I like how when you started that, it went, it just kind of merged from like, let me do like my podcast voice and I'm going to slowly <laughs> slip into like uh, the, a cool voiceover, a scary, scary, voice. scary voiceover. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of, it was a lot of characters because again, it's probably the shortest synopsis I've read. So I had to it come with short. all the characters that I could. At least uh, I didn't do. Had- <laughs> at least I didn't do my 1666 accent. Oh God, yeah, or your Eastern European accent, oh. which made its, which made its premiere and, and stage exit this <laughs> this week's episode. It two. was born and it died so quickly. Yeah, very quickly. Check out the most recent episode of the movie podcast for that. Uh, Anthony, give us your first reactions to uh, 1666, the final film in this Fear Street trilogy. So I uh, I really really liked the first two. Uh, this third one, 1666, for me, just didn't end off the way I wanted it to end off. I just found it the weakest of all three uh, stories. Um, Personally, I I felt it the longest too. I, I, I really didn't care about that six, like like the, the witch vibe. I just got lost in the whole hoopla and I, I really connected with the 70, 1978 version and also the 90, 1994. This one was the most disconnected I felt with the characters in the story. Um, there are This story kind of encompasses all characters from both the first two, 
but they're not utilized in the way I expected them to be utilized. Some of them, right. you know, they appear and then they just disappear. Um, and once our audience sees it, you'll, you'll know what I mean. But I was looking forward to some of them to 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 kind of like continue this story. But I I wasn't even a big fan of the big reveal of the big baddie because we all think it's something, and then there's like this there's a there's another villain behind all this. I wasn't a big fan of that either. But I think as still as a whole as a series, I I really 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 dug it. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, 1666 is a bad portion. It's still a good movie. I just it didn't hit me like the other two. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, that that's my first reactions for this uh this ending, this season, this series finale. I got you, Anthony. I think I'm right there with you. You know, I think you know this film. Um, it's going a lot further back in time. Mm-hmm. We're going 300 years before pretty much where we left these characters off. And um, as you said, you know, this film brings all of the characters together. It almost felt like you know the Avengers assembling, where it's like, yeah, let's get all of our actors here. But the problem with that is because it's taking place in the 1600s you're having these characters fill roles who are going to be like, I guess their ancestors and things like that. So I think it's, it's easy to lose track of who's connected to who and who's just kind of representing a character here. Um, Also, like you said, I think characters being underutilized is a huge issue with this film where we have characters that were set up uh, as main characters in, you know, in 1994 in uh, 1978. And then, and this one, they're almost just, they're just, side characters and like even even less than that you know they're almost just like extras in the back of a scene sometimes just like oh there's that person and you you would have wished there was a lot more kind of connective tissue to everything um and not that you know focusing on kiana madero's character is bad or anything like that but it's just like you you kind of miss uh you just kind of miss the other characters and and i get that you know her character dina and uh sam are you know that like the main figures in this trilogy. I just wish that some other characters got the time to shine as well too. Shabazz, how about yourself? What's your first reaction to this? I think a lot of the points that you guys kind of gave off there were pretty much exactly what I wanted to say, especially Anthony, your point about how a lot of these characters are underutilized. That's totally, that's totally obvious in this movie. You have characters that you just see and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You were just in 1978 and you're literally just going to be a background extra in this one. I'm really glad that 1666 doesn't overstate its welcome and we, you know, go back to 1994 to really finish the story off. But you're right. It in, in, a, in, a, in a trilogy where, you know, you have two really, really strong films, this one really stands out as the weaker one. I wish the kills are memorable. I can truthfully say I don't remember the kills if there were any kills because in at least 94, we had some dope ones in 78. We had some memorable ones, but in 66, really all I remember is just the missing eyeballs. And that's kind of already in the trailer. So it it didn't, right. It didn't give me the thrills that I wanted. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, I, I I'm curious if when, when this film, when these films are being, adapted you know did they originally plan this to be uh like a show like a series like did they plan this to be like hey we're gonna do six episodes or eight episodes of a show or even 10 episodes um and then they said you know what let's maybe cut it together like a film which i think works i liked having a film to look forward to each week but i also think that there was a lot 
something that we said in our previous reviews as well, too, is that it feels like there's a lot of filler sometimes where these films didn't need to be as long as they needed to be. And I think right. this film especially, um, I felt the length a little bit more in this film just because yeah. things are a lot more slowed down. Things are very much in a just one village taking place and you're focused on the two main characters. So there's not a lot other things to, you know, to, to garner your interests. I I totally agree with that. It this was the I felt like I was watching a three hour film when it was really an hour and fifty two minutes. It it just that that whole sixteen sixty six vibe. It just took forever to get through, and a lot of a lot like the biggest my biggest complaint um, with that the whole not complaint but uh, criticism is some actors had the, they're. they're taking place in i guess ireland or they have this irish accent they're not ireland sorry they're taking place in america but it's like in america, irish right? settlers <laughs> yeah. they're settlers yeah yeah and they yeah. some have the irish accent some don't some like you could clearly see they're not they just don't have the acting chops to do it yet um you, and i think that really really was a huge distraction for me because you would hear it and then you would you won't hear it but then you you hear a little bit of it and then even her brother would have it and then he wouldn't have it it was They're just going, so yeah so it was uh there was like a continuity to it and and that's the thing that I was actually talking to Shay about because you know we would we would have uh moments in it where you would actually see the real Sarah fear right where and it's like yes because it's like it's not actually her, it's just her living through her, mm-hmm. her, her her eyes, right? But in my in my head, I'm just like, okay, I understand why you wanted to make it feel like it's of this time period. But if you're not the actual character, if it's just, you know, if this character of Dina is just the conduit for this witch or the sorry, this person who was killed, then she should just have her normal accent then. Since it's these characters from later on portraying right. them. So like I would have like again I get why they went the route they did, but I could I I think I would have preferred them just to have their normal accents because we're seeing it through you know her vision of it right through the 1994 characters looks and feel mm-hmm. and everything right Shay I think there was a there was a point Daniel that you made yesterday that it stuck with me not only because it was hilarious but also because the fact that it's so true is the, the character of Solomon um, Good I think that was the name. Yeah, Solomon. You, you looked at him and you're like, "Yeah, that guy's face has seen a phone before." And it's yeah. because <laughs> this guy knows what an iPhone is. You know, like he, <laughs> he. Some of the characters they didn't match the aesthetic of what 1666 was, and some looked straight out of that time period. But he right. was way too good looking and like too modern looking for that time period. So yes, yeah, some of those things kind of threw me out of the out of the film too. Again, the the time that we spent in 1666 might be about half the film at least you know you when we get out of it it's a little easier to understand but it's not right. like where the film goes towards the end is it completely satisfying they introduce this like home alone type kind of element that i feel a lot of movies do but it doesn't i think completely hit the landing it and i think it's because this film teeters along the lines of pg-13 and yes. then when it gets to the gruesome kills or like the blood and then the swearing. And when it hits you with the R rating, it sometimes is kind of jarring. And I know that in the previous films, it was a great way to lure you in to make you think you're safe. And then boom, it'll hit you with this, you know, hardcore moment. But in this one, it kind of felt like this one should have, might've just been PG 13 and I would have been okay with it. Right. 
Anthony. It, I think it's really, really hard to end a horror film like this it, without coming off super cheesy. That's that's the thing. It's so hard to close out a horror film. It's not every horror film is going to end like Scream or um, Halloween or or um, what was the Midsummer. It's I felt there was that PG-13 feeling to it. It was, oh, this is campy, cheesy. When the first half was so, was set up so well, even 1978, like that end sequence was so well done. And then you had this sequence, which was very it too. That's how I felt. Yeah. Very, even Stranger Things season three, where again, had a good time with it, but it didn't, I don't think Stranger Things season three lived up to what one and two set up totally. right mm-hmm. and of course you know this is hopefully not the end of this trilogy obviously there are many fear street books and you know they definitely do leave it open up for more sequels to happen and i really hope they do because as a whole of this trilogy which we could finally look at it now i still think it is you know i I still really enjoyed looking forward to these films each week and watching them. And even though the third one, I think is the weakest entry, uh, I think as a whole, there's still so much good there in it. And I still feel like these are going to be part of my, like maybe yearly Halloween rotations of watching films. Totally. Um, But before we get to our final recommendations, I just want to remind you, please check out the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, letterbox whatever social media you have we will be there Uh, and don't forget to leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts we are slowly making our way to 200 five-star reviews and we need your help to get there so please check out our show notes for all those links and more we love you for it shay start us off with your final recommendation for fear street part three 1666 it's it's a hard thing to kind of give a recommendation on because the first two entries are, are are very good they're very strong and you really need to watch this one to to get that completion. Um, I think, though, that once you've seen it for the first time, it doesn't have to always be in the rotation. You can probably just get away with doing part one and part two, and then you can put on part three if you, if you want to. So I'm going to give it a watch it, but I think on your second or third viewing, it can be a cue or a skip it even. Got you. Anthony, how about yourself? Yeah, I I totally agree with Shay. I would say the same thing. The first two are a definite watch it. The third one, watch it because you don't want to complete the series, but it's it's not going to satisfy you as much as the first two did. Um, and I would definitely add it to the queue. If you ever wanted to go through that uh, that part that series again, watch the first two and then maybe watch the third one later on. Cause you, you'll, when you watch the third one, you'll always remember it and say, oh, okay, no, that wasn't the best part. I'll always watch the first two because those had the memorable elements to it. But yeah, so watch it's cue. <laughs> why, why, watch it with the cue. You know, I'm right there with you guys. You know, I think uh, the first two films have some genuinely great, scary moments. I think um, even the second one, I, I think to the ending sequence of the second film, well, it, where it felt so scary seeing these figures approaching them. I don't think anything in this third film really brought me there. This just felt like, you know what, let's give you the backstory to this character but let's also try and wrap things up and maybe set things up for a sequel. Cause again, I would watch the hell out of a fear street part four or wherever they go with it. Um, because I really do love this world that they've set up, but I think this ending was a lot weaker than I was hoping for it to be. So definitely, um, like you guys said, 
finish the trilogy, watch the end of the trilogy. Um, but down the road, it's going to be just maybe add it to your queue or skip it uh, down the road. Yeah, I don't think you need to watch this third one. Um, after you've seen it, it's not like something that you're really going to feel that you need to come back to, right? Thank you so much for listening to the movie podcast review of Fear Street Part 3, 1666. Don't forget, you could catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast out right now where we talk about cinemas being open in Ontario once again. And check out all of our reviews just like this one and all the latest movies and series. Also, follow us at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. Check out our show notes for all of those links and more. That was this time with the movie podcast, and we'll see you next. Thank you.